0: Welcome to the Grace Avenue Church podcast, where we believe that the grace of God is yours to live. It is our prayer that this message will help you experience God's freedom, live your potential, and make the impact you were created for. Now here's the message. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm so glad to be at Grace Avenue again. You guys are the greatest, greatest church I got to be careful, man. You know, you guys might film this and show it to God Chasers. No, you guys are the greatest church, man. And I'm so happy to be here. I'm so grateful. You guys are a wonderful body of believers. And you literally have the greatest pastors on the planet. Like, no joke. Literally have the greatest pastors on the planet. Listen, I'm not going to be before you alone today. I, I, I just want to spend, that's not a preacher promise. That's an actual promise. They don't have a time limit on here for me, though, so I'm assuming that means unlimited. But I do want to talk to you. I want to talk to you a little bit about the body of Christ. But before I talk to you about the body of Christ, I want to talk to you about this great body that you are a part of. Listen, if you're new here, man, get involved. This is a great church to be a part of. If you you are on the fringes, step in. If you're on the fringes, lean in. I'm telling you, God is going to do a great thing through Grace Avenue in just this near future. You should clap for your self right now god is about to do something wonderful for grace avenue be be prepared for that amen 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 do me a favor turn your bibles turn your bibles to 1st corinthians 12 and we're going to start reading that verse 12 i'm going to read a little bit of scripture no i'm going to read a lot of scripture I'm going to read a lot of scripture today, but I just want to, because we're going to do what we call a running expositional commentary. Look at your neighbor and say, running expositional commentary. See, you could have wasted a lot of money on seminary too, because you learned stuff like that. (laughs) Running expositional commentary on 1 Corinthians 12. Running expositional commentary on 1 Corinthians 12. I'm going to read. I'm going to start reading and then we'll see where we stop. Okay. You guys ready? 1 Corinthians 12. I'm sorry. In verse 12, it says, the human body has many parts. Man, Paul is so smart. Wow, that's great. Jesus, the revelation, right? It's deep. But many parts make up one whole body. Look at somebody and say, this is my body. Don't be afraid now. Don't be afraid. You guys are all here together, right? Okay. 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 I know you're not used to talking to human beings. They ask you, do you want to speak to somebody or do you want to do automated? You're like, "Automated." it. <laughs> <laughs> It hurts my ears to speak to human beings. <laughs> All right. All right. The human body has many parts, but many parts make up one whole body. So it is within the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews. Some of us are Gentiles. Some of us are slaves. Some of us are free. Some of us are black. Some of us are white. Some of us are Mexican. Some of us are weight challenged some of us are skinny to me if you're not fat you're skinny We are all, there is diversity in the body of Christ. We need to start appreciating the diversity in the body of Christ. The one thing I appreciate about Grace Avenue is that it is a diverse church. There are so many people from so many backgrounds and so many ages and races. That is amazing. There are churches right around here that aren't diverse at all let's just be honest but but paul is saying here let's celebrate the diversity in the body of christ because we have all here we go we have all been baptized into one body with one spirit and we all share the same spirit i'm gonna stop right there can we just take a few more seconds and celebrate the spirit of god that's in this place you can put your phone down you can put your phone down let's just celebrate the spirit of god one more time that's in this place Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for being here. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this moment, God. Lord, I believe that this is a kairos moment. I believe that something will shift on this day, God. Something will shift at Grace Avenue because of what you are doing through this body of believers. God, we love you. We give you the praise, the honor, and the glory now. Help me help them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. I need you to high-five three people and just say, this is my body. This is my body. And you can have your seat, amen? You can have your seat. Beautiful. Again, I'm happy to be here. I'm excited to be here with you guys today. And I'm excited to talk to you about the body of Christ. So, so one of the most um, uh, ceremonial things we can do in church is take communion. One of the, well, Jesus says he, says, he says, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. So, so when we take communion, we remember the broken body of Jesus Christ, the blood and the body of Jesus Christ. Now, he said, as often as you do it, do it in remembrance of me. He didn't say do it often. Sometimes I think we do it too often that we take away the value of. That is the blood and body of Jesus Christ. Sometimes we turn to things so ceremonial that we don't realize what we're doing. And so when we take the cup, the Bible says if you you feel like uh, you've sinned against somebody or if you feel like you have art in your heart, before you take communion, you need to go say, I'm sorry, or go tell them that you have upset me. What if we did that every first Sunday, Pastor Kevin? Like, you know, a lot of churches take communion every first Sunday. What if they just, before we did it, everybody put the grape juice down and just went over to somebody who had offended them and just said, I'd like to ask you to forgive me. Uh, how, what, what, how wonderful would that be if we really took communion so seriously that we wouldn't take in the blood or the body of Jesus Christ without being pure, holy? Uh, and I wonder how many people would line up in front of Pastor Daniel before communion starts. <laughs> I just want to ask you to forgive me because you offended me. <laughs> you're for, you're forgiven, That's, <laughs> Pastor Daniel. You're forgiven. Keep it going, okay? <laughs> but but I, wanted, I, I just want to emphasize how valuable the blood and the body of Jesus Christ is. So valuable that he said, when you do this, remember me when you take this remember me when you when you do this ceremony remember me and I don't want to dra- drink grape juice and eat crackers and forget how valuable the spilled blood of Jesus Christ because it was the blood that changed my life and it is the blood of Calvary that set me free it is the blood that is the reason that we are all here today it is the blood of Jesus Christ and we will get so busy drinking grape juice and forget about the blood of jesus the blood is the connective tissue it's the it's the connective uh substance of the whole body i will ask people oftentimes we do this in our new members class we talk about the body of christ and i'll ask people what's the most important element in the body and i'm cheating right because i say element so i should already give you a little bit people say the brain the heart Water. I don't know. People just say all kinds. Of People just want to win something. <laughs> but every once in a while, some little 12-year-old girl will say, "The blood. The blood, the blood. See, the blood is the life. It is the life source of the body. And everything that gets to every extremity of the body gets there only through the blood. Of Christ, So I want to talk to you about the body, but at first I have to make emphasis of the blood because if there is no blood flowing there, then there's a, there's a dead piece. There's no blood flowing, there's death. And so you can, you can, you can lose an a, a arm, you can lose a, a, a hand, a finger, and they can put, sew it back on. But if they can't get the blood going, then it is attached but not connected. Oftentimes, people sit in churches attached but not connected. Oftentimes, people sit in, they, they 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 might even be a part of the worship team, the worship band. Man, the worship band did so great today, right? Did they do good today? Oh, they sung my favorite song, So Will I. This is my favorite song. I don't know any other words. I'm the man, the man, the man, the man, <laughs> And so will I <laughs> but, but, but you can be a part of the worship band you can be serving in the children's ministry you can be a part of anything that's happening here at this church but still be disconnected just attached Because there's not a blood flow. See, the blood flow exchanges nutrients. And see, oh, Jesus, your pastor could be up here preaching. And it could sound like wah-wah-wah, wah-wah, wah wah, wah," because there's no blood. There's got to be an exchange of blood. Blood connects everything in my body, everything in our bodies. If you're taking notes, that's my first point. I might not have any more, so just write that one down. It's very important. Blood connects us. The blood connects us. The blood connects every part of our body. So when I deal with you, I got to deal with you through the blood. Oh. So, so I don't have to like you. Oh. Oh. I don't have to like how you are. She's so mean. She's just so, every time I see her, she's just so, it doesn't matter. I can love her through the blood. <laughs> oh, he, he thinks he knows everything. It doesn't matter. I can love him through the blood. He, he's not equipped. He's not, a, he's not the best leader. I don't know why Pastor Daniel put him in, in charge. It doesn't matter. He's in charge, and I can serve under him because of the blood. It's about the blood. And if I don't have the blood, then yes, all that stuff matters. But if when I have the blood, then I don't see him. I see that person like Jesus sees me. Jesus doesn't see my sins. He doesn't see my faults. I'm going to shout over here because I like this. this Stephens family right here. They'll say amen for me. <laughs> but uh, he'll see He'll see my, he'll, he'll see my, he will see my he does not see my faults. He sees blood when God deals with me. He doesn't see my issues. He sees blood I wonder what would happen if you didn't see the person sitting next to you. You didn't see their issues You didn't see their faults. You didn't see their mess. You didn't see anything You just saw the connection that was made through the blood of Jesus Christ and the same blood that washed me white as snow The same blood that healed me the same blood that protected me that same blood will cover Blood is a conduit of connectivity. I cannot be connected. I cannot be truly connected and not acknowledge the blood. Does that make sense? So I want to deal deal with the body, but first we have to start with the blood. I I don't want to just go to a church that doesn't have blood flow. The church of the frozen chosen. Want to be a part. I want to be a part of a body where there is connectedness and that connectedness comes through the blood of Jesus. We've all been forgiven. Thank you, Jesus. We've all fallen short. There is not one of us who has not fallen short of the glory of God. If you're perfect, raise your hand. That's what I thought. There is not one person in here who has not been a recipient of the blood of Jesus Christ. But now we're qualified to be a part of his body because we received his blood does that make sense as we receive his blood we become p- part of the body of christ so so i'm gonna skip down to verse 14 because they did put a clock up there now and i, I gotta rush uh, <laughs> i don't know where it came from i just looked up there and all of a sudden i didn't have enough time uh, <laughs> uh, yes the, verse 14 says yes the body of christ has many different parts not just one part If the foot says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not the hand, does that make it any less part of the body? And if the ear says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would we hear? How would we hear? You know what the problem with the modern day church is? Everybody wants to be everybody else. The pew members want to be preachers. You want to know the truth? Sometimes the preachers want to be pew members. (laughs) The, 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 The ushers don't get the same favoritism as the worship team. The worship team feels like they kick their butts all week long and nobody else is even helping them. And even the pastors against them. You don't have to say anything. I was a worship leader for years. I know how that feels. He doesn't even like me. No, he doesn't like that song. Stop singing it. Uh, (laughs) But but everybody sort of wants to be everybody else. And if you look around in church, you will find that there is every, every single person in the church sort of feels like, oh, I wish I was this person. Even the people who you aspire to be, they aspire to be you. Because you never get yelled at. I love, I'm going to get in trouble right here. Shh, don't tell my wife this. Shh, 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 shh. She's the assistant pastor of the whole church. She can do whatever she wants. And sometimes she says, you never talk to anybody else like you talk to me. You can go talk to anybody else like I'm talking to you y'all didn't get that it's okay no he's so mean to his wife no what I'm saying is everybody everybody wants to be somebody else everybody wants to be somebody else but God says if if the whole church were the pastor who, who would do the work if we were all the head who would be the hands and oftentimes you find churches that are broken because there's too many heads and not enough hands too many, too many feet, <laughs> uh, too many feet and, and not enough people making things happen, doing things. Uh, I love that the, the, we get this picture of Jesus Christ and his, and his friend Lazarus. But then we get, we get to Mary and Martha and, and Mary's worshiping and Martha is working. That is a balanced church. And everybody says, well, no, no, no. Martha should want to be Mary. But if Martha's married, then everybody's crying at the altar, but nobody's serving anybody. There has to be balance in the body of Christ. Does that make sense? So I want to be, I I don't want to be anybody else. I just want to be uniquely and distinctively me. The Bible says that God has numbered every hair on your head. You are unique. That doesn't mean he he knows how many there are. It means they all have a number. He knows which is which. Think about that. That's how uniquely created you are. That God knows which uh, <laughs> which number. I don't have that many, so He doesn't have such a hard time with me. Some of you guys, He got to, you know, it's a lot of numbers. It's millions. I'm like hundreds, <laughs> but He knows each. And every one of them, how valuable is that? But if I wanted to be somebody else all the time, then what would be the value in my uniqueness? Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Okay, so let's move on a little bit. He says, uh, I'm going to read 16 again. If the ear says I'm not a part of the body because I'm not the eye, would that make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? Smell in the Bible has to do with discernment. It has to do with just—it's the sense of smell, discernment. I know that's, a, that's another. I'm, I'm dropping all my seminary words on you guys. You should be writing these down so you can save thousands of dollars and you never have to go to seminary. Discernment has to, do with, has to do with recognizing a shift in atmosphere, recognizing a shift in spirit. Some of you guys have such good discernment that when somebody sits down next to you, you know they need a hug. And you don't even like to hug. But you can discern what they need. Some of you, you you, you, you know how to discern a thing. You, you understand how to discern a thing, but you ignore your discernment. You are the nose of this church. There you go. You get to be the nose of your church. You get to be the one that says, no, 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 God, God's doing something else right here. Hey, 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 Josh, I, I wonder if you ever heard this song. I feel like God is shifting us to this place. I can, I can sense it in the spirit, instead of just saying I don't know. <laughs> 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 because the because the Holy Spirit does things through the. It is the aroma of his spirit. But if, I, if I'm not able to discern the aroma, then I won't know what's happening in the church. And the church needs people who can discern a shift. You need to be able to discern your pastor. If he's not feeling well, if he's feeling down, if he's feeling upset, maybe he just needs a text from you saying, hey, pastor, man, I just want you to know you changed my life. I don't know about anybody else in that whole building or any of those other services, but as for me and my house, you've helped us. You've helped us. And, and that sort of discernment will bring a pastor, oh, he'll preach next week. He'll be on fire. Because you discerned that he needed you. People next to you needed you. See, see, it's more than just being able to see. We always want to deal with the prophetic. Oh, I, I can see. I can see in the spirit. But some things you, you sniff out. You can sniff out a person that's not doing too well. You can sniff out gossipers. Oh, Jesus. Sorry, I didn't, I'm going to be easy over here. If this was my church. Ah. <laughs> The beautiful thing about, about my church is that I, 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 get to be, I get to be the head in my church. I get to be the head in my church. But at my job, I don't get to be the head. I got to be a hand. So I need to know where I am and what I am during every season of my life. Does that make sense? In some seasons, you're going to be in charge of a thing. and some seasons, you're going to take commands. And can you be a, a valuable part of the body when you're not in charge of it? There, there, is, there are some of you here in this place today, and I want to deal with some of this stuff because I know it's happening in all churches, not just because I know it's happening here. <laughs> there are some of you who think you're not valuable, who think you're just, a, you're just a pinky toe in the church. And the problem with that is that I, I, I actually had a friend, uh, uh, he, he, he had his pinky um, he was a great basketball player, amazing, amazing basketball player. He was, he, he was literally a prospect to go to the NBA, getting ready to go to college. He lived in Houston, and he, 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 he got shot on his left hand in his pinky. Now, he's a right-handed shooter. He got shot on, the, on his left hand on his pinky. He could never play basketball again. You, you See, you don't think things are valuable until you lose them. You don't recognize how valuable. He literally had to learn how to get his balance right again. His pinky finger, he had to learn how to walk again. He had to do physical therapy to learn how to walk again because you don't realize how valuable a thing is until you don't have it. You think that you're not valuable, but the truth is you are valuable. You're holding things in place. You're bringing balance to the church. You're bringing balance to the kingdom of God. You are valuable. Let me tell you, just in case nobody else told you for your whole life, you matter to Jesus. It doesn't matter what you think about it, how you feel about it. You are valuable in the house of God. Jesus values you. You bring balance. You bring balance to the whole thing. You bring balance to the whole thing. Listen, I'm going to keep going. 18, our bodies have many parts, but God puts each one right where he wants it. Oh, my God, that is great. You thought you just liked the music here. You thought you liked the preaching here. The Bible says that no one comes to the Holy Spirit unless he is drawn. You were drawn to this place. Some of you know. You know what I mean. You drove by this place every day for weeks, every day for months. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit said, go there. Go there. Visit. Take a a chance. Take a shot. The Holy Spirit drew you to this place. You don't think you have value when you were drawn here by the Spirit of God? You were drawn here. The Bible says he puts every member right where he wants them. The question is have, are you in the place where God wants you? Are you out of place? See, we care a lot in church about assignment, but assignment comes from alignment. We care about positions. Oh, I'm going to be in this position or that position. But when I get in alignment, God puts me right where he wants me. Pastor Courtney's going to be here this afternoon, and he, he's the only black person I know that goes to the chiropractor. I don't know where. To... In the black people booklet, they told us we can't go to chiropractors and we can't eat blueberries. So I don't know. <laughs> But he goes to the chiropractor, and he sends me a text. Just got lined up, man. I'm feeling good. Just got lined Everything's in place. I'm feeling good. And I, 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 he almost makes me want to go, but I can't break the code. No. But he's so excited every time he comes from the chiropractor because he, he, he believes in alignment. And if, and if he can feel better just by being lined up in the right, just, just, just by a little adjustment, a little adjustment, a little adjustment. It's not about assignment. Don't write that down. It's not about assignment. It's about alignment. A little adjustment will make you feel much better, much better about who you are, much better about what God is trying to do in your life. Listen, I'm going to skip down just one more time. We're going to skip down to, to one of my favorite parts right here. It says, 22, it says, in fact, some parts of the body that seem the weakest or least important are the most necessary, and those are the parts we regard as less honorable, those we clothe with the greatest care. Listen, you might not think at all about your lower intestine (laughs) until there's something wrong with it. Then the whole body responds. Did y'all get that? Okay. okay. The whole body, the entire body, responds to the place where there's pain. See, see, see. we got to understand something, that we work together. There is power in partnership. We all work together. The, the entire body works together. And when we get together, when we get together as a body, uh, God wants to do great things through us, but there's people hurting. And there's people lost. And it's not Pastor Daniel's job to corral them, it's yours. It's not Pastor Janelle's job to corral them, it's yours. It's yours to bring them back into the fold. Because when they are hurting, the whole body's hurting. When they're broken, the whole body's broken. And Jesus wants us to have a healthy, strong body. Who who are you bringing along? Who are you discipling? One of my favorite uh, rappers is Lecrae, Christian rappers. I knew y'all thought I was talking about Jay-Z or somebody. (laughs) He says this. He says, our job is to take the Bible, create disciples who make disciples, disciple cycles. Oh, that's so good. I would rap it, but then I'm. It's our job to do it. (laughs) It's our job to make disciples of each and every one. There's pain next to you on your row. Don't expect this microphone to extend to your row because my voice may extend, but my hands may not. That's your job. You're a part of the body. Here's my last point. Let's go all the way down. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Let's go all the way down. Uh, let's go all the way down. All the way down. You're falling asleep. Going to sleep. <laughs> all right. Listen to verse twenty-seven. It says, "All of you together are the body of Christ, and each of you, each of you, is a part of it." Now, this is my last point. Jesus, uh, Paul comes to the. the comes to one of the churches in the New Testament, and he says, I I hear there's division among you guys. I hear there's division among you guys, and that's so significant to the body. Why? Because I was learning about about cancer and how cancer works. See, 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 cancer is an abnormal cell that divides uncontrollably. That's the definition, literally, the definition of cancer. It's an abnormal cell that divides uncontrollably. And when you have a cancer in your church, it's one of the worst things you can have. And it comes from division. It comes from division. It comes from division. You, 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 you're trying to get the blood to it. You're trying to have blood flow, but it's an abnormal cell, and it keeps dividing, dividing, dividing among yourself. I, 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 I always know, know in my church who's cancerous because they connect with cancerous people. I always know in my church because it, it, just, it just so happens. They could, they could not know that person at all, but eventually they're Facebook friends with the cancerous people. And, then, and you can start to see it. But God says, no, no, no. For some of us, it's not that you're cancerous. It, it, it's, it's that we got to get the right blood cells to the right place. So I love that, that there are people like Josh who's a white blood cell. <laughs> and people like Bob and Karen who are white blood cells, they'll find you people like uh, Jacob who's a white blood cell they'll get close to you and they'll start to break up the division they'll start to break up the ugly stuff and I'm challenging some more of you guys to be the white blood cells for this church to be the people who say no I'm not gonna allow division to exist I'm not gonna allow the ugliness to exist I'm gonna start connecting with some people because what's inside of me can change what's inside of you if I can connect with you if I can get together with you and the Bible says this we have the guarantee of two or three. Get this, get this. The guarantee of two or three. You can stand up. The guarantee of two or three. Jesus said this in Matthew 18. He said, Where two or more gather together in my name, I'll be there. You want God in your stuff? You want God in your business? Get together with somebody else. You have the guarantee. And he said, whatever y'all ask, when you ask it in agreement, whatever you ask when you ask it in agreement, I will do it. I want you to take the hand of somebody next to you right now. I know you're nervous. It's okay. Look to your left. Look to your right. That person can save your life. If you're broken, if you're down, if you're sad, if you're upset, reach out. You have the guarantee of two or three. If you're not broken, you're not sad, you're not down, you're not upset, then you have the power to help somebody else. You're a white blood cell. There should be change all throughout this sanctuary because of people like you. This is my body. Do this in remembrance of me. Love one another. Hold one another. Keep one another close. Do this in remembrance of me. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord. If you would like the most up-to-date information about Grace Avenue Church or you are looking for a way to support this ministry, please visit us online at graceavenuechurch.com. Thanks for listening.